Chapter Three of the Actress in High Life: An Episode in Winter Quarters by Sue Pettigrew Bowen. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Three. You are a gentleman of excellent breeding, admirable discourse, of great admittance, authentic in your place and person, and generally allowed for your many warlike, courtlike, and learned preparations. From Merry Wives of Windsor so time ran merrily on in elvas and most merrily at headquarters thanks to lord strathern's hospitality and to the elegance variety and life lady mabel gave to the brilliant circle she attracted thither entering her father's sitting-room one morning she found him in conference with a gentleman whom she had never seen before they were so much engrossed in conversation that she had time to remark unobserved that he was young handsome and an officer of rank but thin and pallid as if just released from long confinement in a sick-room she was about to withdraw when the stranger turning to take a paper from the table saw her after an abstracted look of admiring curiosity as if gazing on a fine picture unexpectedly placed before him he recollected himself and rose from his chair this must be lady mabel stuart pray my lord present me to your daughter what ma belle are you here Lille, let me make you known to my daughter like yourself she occupies a distinguished post in the brigade though not quite so well defined as yours lady mabel acknowledged this addition to her acquaintance then said but i see you are busy papa not at all said he thrusting some papers into his portfolio sit with us here and he drew a chair for her Lille has been so long in his sick-room that a little of our pleasant company will do him good you must have suffered much from solitude lil as well as from your wounds surgeons and servants were my sole companions their rude hands too convinced me that our sex were never meant for nurses a sister of mercy would have been an angel of light and if young and good-looking she might have made a convert of me to her church lady mabel could perceive that her father treated his companion with unusual consideration and lil was induced to prolong his visit for an hour and more he was certainly well-bred and well-informed and seemed disposed to make himself agreeable yet there was something in his manner that puzzled and annoyed her it was not the little reserve which he exhibited toward her father yet more than to herself it was not that he was out of spirits for he was quite animated at times it seemed to be a feeling of lady mabel's self-satisfaction did not permit her immediately to perceive what this feeling was so she said to herself when Lil had taken his leave, her father accompanying him out of the room. So this is the veritable Lieutenant Colonel Lil. After hearing of him daily for three weeks, I have now seen him in real life, or rather half alive, for the cadaverous gentleman seems to have had at least half his life let out of him in that last affair. This is the glass in which the young lieutenants and ensigns of the brigade dress themselves. As Colonel Bradshaw says, there is no need to distribute copies of the articles of war among them they may all be condensed into one injunction be just like lieutenant colonel lil and you will rise like him and deserve to rise if you have a strong family interest to back you but he seems to have suffered much from his wounds poor fellow and in spite of family interest to have been very near leaving his regiment vacant for another aspirant by the by said lady mabel as a new light flashed upon her he seemed to pity me all the time he was talking to me that was it a condescending commiseration in every look and in every word he uttered i am very much indebted to him for his sympathy here she assumed a haughty air 
but we certainly do not know ourselves for i cannot for the life of me discover what he sees so pitiable about me he is doubtless a very overweening fellow i do not like him at all and with a haughty wave of the hand she dismissed an imaginary personage from her presence and moved off with dignity to her own room now be it remembered that lady mabel walking in maiden meditation fancy-free among the officers of the brigade had never until this moment thought it worth while to ask herself as to any of them whether she liked him or not while she was thus meditating and soliloquizing lil had mounted his horse and was riding slowly back to his quarters meditating and soliloquizing too what on earth was lord strathern dreaming of when he brought his daughter out here and such a daughter to preside over his house and his table she might as well take her seat at the head of a regimental mess table we know his habits of life he cannot dine comfortably without half a dozen fast fellows about him to make it worse has a new set every day and with his notions of hospitality all are made free of the house of course they become her companions and to such a degree of freedom that she can only get out of their way by shutting herself up in her chamber she can scarcely have a female companion an hour in the week for the few of our ladies here have no leisure to be trotting out of elvas down to headquarters to play chaperone to a young girl who ought to be in england here is a man continued lil to himself in an indignant tone and so loud that his servant spurred up from behind him to see if he was wanted here is a man who has been near forty years in the service and has not yet found out what kind of women are made out of these garrison girls bold flippant creatures light infantry in petticoats destitute of the delicacy and modesty without which a woman may be honest by good luck but can never be a lady deserving the name she seems to retain yet the air and manner and i trust the modesty and purity of mind that should grace such beauty but how will it be in six months hence her situation is absolutely improper lord strathern has shown himself no more fit to bring up such a daughter or even to take charge of her after some fitter person has brought her up than he is to say mass for here lil's eye fell on a fat priest toiling up the hill beside him though he may be as fit for that as some of these gentry no more fit continued he struggling after another simile than for a professor of greek literature for during his late solitude his thoughts had often wandered back to his old haunts before he had broken off a promising career at oxford to join the first british expedition that had come out to portugal nearly five years ago i am sorry for her upon my soul i am she would make so fine a woman in proper hands i wonder if some remedy cannot be found against the effects of her father's folly his forgetfulness of what is due to maiden delicacy and the privacies of domestic life lil was still meditating on this interesting subject when he dismounted at his own quarters one of the best houses on the prasa or public square of elvis lady mabel was right in supposing that family interest had something to do with putting lil at the head of a regiment when just twenty-four such instances have been common enough in the british service and not rare in others in all ages of the world family interest or something very like it put alexander at the age of twenty at the head of an army with which he went on conquering to the end of his short life the same influence put hannibal at twenty-seven at the head of an army with which he continued for seventeen years to shake the foundations of rome family interest thrust forward such men as edward the black prince the fifth harry of england and the fourth henri of france this too thrust forward the great conde to offer to france the first fruits of his heroism when victor at rocroi twenty-two 
so too with gustavus adolphus turenne eugene of savoy and frederick the great family interest not of the most credible kind turned the courtier churchill into the conquering marlborough and his nephew the gallant young berwick found that being somewhat irregularly the son of an english king helped him much in obtaining the command of the armies of france just at this time the son of an earl and the brother of a governor-general of india pushed on by family interest was proving himself not unfit to direct the efforts of the british arms it is curious to see in these and many an instance more in military history how aptly family interest has come into play it is likely that these men were not the mere creatures of accident but had each merits of his own and in spite of whispered insinuations so had lieutenant colonel lill though nephew and heir to an earl having chosen his profession he followed it laboriously and gallantly as if he had not been heir to an acre but bore his fortunes on the point of his sword he had just reached elvis after spending six tedious weeks at ciudad rodrigo under the surgeon's hands he now found his own hands full of regimental business accumulated against his arrival and being a prompt man set himself to work though yet little fit for it though he had seen lady mabel but once he was not suffered to forget her every young officer he met and many of the older had something to say of her some comment to make on the attractions at headquarters some details to give of the witty things said and the graceful things done by lady mabel for she said many happy things and did many things well and was at all events sure of admiration all this only the more convinced lil that her position was very inappropriate to one so beautiful and young after some days he began to think himself guilty of gross neglect in not having called on the lady at headquarters disliking however to make one of an admiring crowd he showed his strategy in choosing well his time and called on lady mabel on the day and at the hour when an inspection of the troops having been ordered every officer was at his post except himself yet too weak to be expected to put himself at the head of his regiment on calling he was immediately admitted lady mabel apparently had been reading in the room in which she had received him he now saw her for the first time alone and she was by no means aware what a critical examination she was undergoing her manner was different from what he had expected with quiet politeness she received his visit as one of mere etiquette to the lady at headquarters that repose of manner might indicate a cold disposition or might cover strength of character and depth of feeling not given to perpetual demonstrations but showing vigour and animation with telling effect at the right time there was no indication of that craving for company of the ennui at being thrown upon her own resources for a whole morning so common with young women brought up in a crowd and habitually surrounded by admirers as yet thought lil she has escaped that he even thought he could perceive that he had interrupted her in some occupation which would be resumed the moment he left her that his visit was a parenthesis awkwardly thrust in between and breaking the connection of her morning hours lady mabel expressed some surprise at his being at leisure just at this time but added i suppose you are yet too weak to burden yourself with such mere formalities as parades and inspections lil was a martinet and this a military heresy keeping the troops up to the mark fit for instant service is not a matter of form and that is the end of parades and inspections but added he smiling i am not surprised at your mistake for i find on coming to elvis that many of my brother officers have embraced the same opinion they have got tired of these formalities and dispense with them as often as they can but i must not find fault with them while indulging myself as an invalid longer than is absolutely necessary confinement and idleness have made me a little lazy 
an air of languor and the marks of recent suffering fully excused what he called his laziness they did something more for him by exciting lady mabel's sympathy putting her at ease and inducing her to exert herself to entertain him and during their conversation lilla was quietly on the watch for each indication of character his fascinating companion might betray presently she rested her elbow on a thick quarto on the table beside her lil then observed that it was a portuguese and english dictionary and saw a volume of count ericera's works beside it i see lady mabel that you do not mean to remain ignorant of the language of the people you have come among i wish not to remain ignorant but between my own dullness and the want of a master i make wonderfully slow progress it is very provoking particularly to a woman to be in the midst of a people whom she can neither talk to nor understand it is certainly better said lil to learn to fight before we go into battle and to speak a people's language before we throw ourselves among them very true but i have been thrown very unexpectedly among these portuguese i came out here merely to visit my father you know that is he sent for me not having seen me for years that must account said she laughing for my joining the brigade i am not even a volunteer among you nor shall i subject myself to the articles of war you are a traveller then and not a soldier said lil i am a daughter she answered and in that character i come but beside the pleasure of being with my father an opportunity to see outlandish places and people was no small inducement i have my full share of curiosity and love of adventure i want to to know the people i am among and that is impossible without speaking their language but i think you are misdirecting your efforts and wasting your time said lil the spanish will be of more permanent value and almost equally useful here on the frontier the one is a language widely spread and a noble one the other though exceedingly well adapted to conversation has but a narrow range and may one day be merged in the superior tongue the literature of the spanish too is the richer though both are poor enough i am glad to hear you say that for i have already made some little progress in spanish i have read a few books and moulded my tongue to the utterance of a long list of conversational phrases i would now gladly exchange my french for spanish or portuguese what a pity it is that the languages of different countries are not like their coins exchangeable one for another unfortunately said lil laughing that exchange is a slow process and exact equivalents are seldom found it is too provoking continued lady mabel after having been at so much pains to learn french not to be at liberty to go to france to show the natives how well i can speak their tongue true i have access to their books which are perhaps better than themselves that is not saying much for their books said lil contemptuously their literature is much overvalued its chief merits are variety and bulk do you think so that is not the opinion i have heard expressed very true the world is full of false opinions and bad taste but a literature whose great epic poem is the henriade may be abundant but cannot be rich a language in which you cannot make verse without the jingle of rhyme may be clear and copious but is wanting in melody and force take away from french literature gilles blas and the mémoire and were all the rest lost its place might be easily filled with something better with these exceptions there is little worth doing into english or any other tongue and after all gilles blas is only a renegade spaniard in a french uniform and undoubtedly it is not genius but merely their intense vanity and egotism that enables them to excel in writing their own memoirs 
besides unlike most other people their books are as immoral as themselves well said lady mabel looking at him in some surprise yet half convinced of the truth of what he had been saying it must certainly be a great comfort to you to entertain so thorough a contempt and dislike for the people you have to fight against perhaps it is said lille laughing at her observation and his own warmth it may not be in the spirit of christianity or of chivalry but it is indeed exceedingly true to our nature to dislike our enemies and heartily too but to return to our subject you wish to learn spanish and i can provide you a capable and zealous teacher i am much obliged to you where is he to be found i will bring him here any day and hour you may appoint then i will fix an early hour and take a lesson every day the truth is said lille hesitating and somewhat confused it is very difficult to find a spaniard who speaks english well enough to teach you his own tongue but you said just now that you would find me such a master but not a spaniard i hear said lille putting a bold face on the matter that several of my brother officers have been permitted to make themselves useful to you in various capacities for instance on looking round this room i see more than one achievement of captain cranfield's and hear that major lumley's skill in music has been called into play now i am behind no one in zeal for your service so you yourself are the spanish master whom you yourself would recommend i assure you i do not know where to find another your offer is exceedingly tempting said lady mabel bowing ironically low but i am too much in debt already to the gentleman in his majesty's service to turn one of his colonels into my spanish master would be seriously to misemploy his precious time i would feel that i was robbing my country is it not positive treason to aid and abet the king's enemies then it is negative treason to divert from his service any of the king's friends but you forget that i am an invalid not yet fit for duty you are getting more fit for it every day my invalid tutor would become a sound colonel long before i had made much progress under his tuition but i would not object to relaxing from my military duties and prolonging my invalid condition in your service let me beg that you do no such thing but hasten to get so well as to forget your wounds and the awkward occasion on which you receive them why said lil in some surprise what have you heard of that occasion perhaps you like some other people do not care to be reminded of your blunders said lady mabel mischievously blunders said lil i do not see how a soldier can avoid exposing himself occasionally to the risk of being shot sabred or bayoneted what blunder of mine have you heard of merely that on the approach of a french column you instead of rejoining the main body in great alarm hid yourself and your men in a little spanish village too mean to have a name the french found you out and kept you shut up there in great trepidation for five or six hours while they were cutting away your barricades beating in the doors and tearing off the roofs of the houses your case was as desperate as that of a rat in a trap and when your friends came to your relief they had to knock a great many of the french in the head before they could persuade them to let you slip out but by some lucky misunderstanding at headquarters you were soon after made a lieutenant-colonel do you know said lil laughing that this is to me quite a new version of that little affair did you hear whether we did the french any damage while they beset us so closely nothing was said on that score so i suppose you did them little harm it is lucky for me that your informant had not the reporting of this affair at headquarters it is said that you had that more adroitly done by your own friends they give me credit at least for good diplomacy said lil 
or at all events it is a good thing to have a friend at court that is at the elbow of the commander-in-chief and it seems that i have one there but still you make a great mistake in declining my services as a teacher of the spanish tongue i may be a blundering soldier but have made myself thoroughly master of the languages of the peninsula and have a decided aptitude for teaching let me begin by warning you against a blunder we english always commit in trying to speak a tongue not our own with the mouth half open and the hands in the pockets now when you address a foreigner in his own tongue speak with much noise and vociferation opening your mouth wide and using much action the ideas you cannot convey in words you must communicate by gesticulation the more emphatic the better what said lady mabel would you have me go scolding and gesticulating at every foreign fellow i meet with and become notorious throughout elvis as the british virago there is no danger of that said lil they would only say that you have as much vivacity as a native and soon begin to understand you i have made the acquaintance of some ladies of elvis as yet our intercourse has been limited to a few formal visits and a few set phrases mingled with pantomime but some of them are disposed to be very sociable and through their teaching i hope to be able soon to bear my part in the most sprightly and sentimental conversation you shall see what an apt scholar i am under the tuition of my own sex i trust you will be on your guard against cultivating too great an intimacy with these people said lil you do not know what portuguese and spanish ladies are what are they a thorough knowledge of them would only satisfy you that they are gross in language particularly the spaniards indelicate in their habits careless of propriety lax in morals and with all their grace vivacity and elegance very unfit companions for you in short the purity of mind true refinement of manners and scrupulous propriety of conduct we look for in a lady are almost unknown among them what a shocking picture you paint of our friends here you must know them exceedingly well added lady mabel in innocent surprise to justify your abusing them so roundly by report only by report said lil hastily but i have had many opportunities of judging of the grossness of their conversation and manners the portuguese ladies are not gross in language like the spaniards but are quite on a par with them in essentials or rather the want of essentials they are not at all indebted to your report which has used them very roughly you perhaps have been unfortunate in the samples you have met with and at least do not know my new friends here in elvis i confess that i do not yet i must own that you have damped my ardour to cultivate an intimacy with them yet such is the situation of the two or three of our own ladies here that these allies of ours afford the only female society at my command in that respect your situation here must seem very strange to you strange indeed at first but now i am getting accustomed to it i begin to feel as if i held an official position in the brigade i make great progress in knowledge of military affairs am quite familiar as you may perceive with the details of the last campaign and begin to understand both the technical language and the slang of our comrades who give me plenty of their company and right merry companions they are but perhaps said she looking at him doubtingly you may be able to understand me and excuse my weakness when i confess that there is still so much of the woman left in me that i do often long to slam the door in the face of the brigade and have a good long confidential chat with some of my own sex the want of that must be a sad privation to you my only resource now is to get old moody and jenny aiken my maid together and have a good home talk with them which for the time may blot out the map of portugal and carry us back to scotland 
after that avowal said lil rising from his chair i had better not trespass on you longer lest i should have the door slammed in my face the next time i visit you and he bowed and put an end to his visit as he rode homeward he again brought lord strathern to trial and soon found a verdict against him of utter incapacity to take charge of such a daughter as heaven had blessed him with lil felt strongly tempted to take the vacant guardianship upon himself but did not see just then how it was to be wrought about he was buried in these thoughts when the sound of horses feet aroused him and looking up he saw lord strathern riding down toward him from the city gate followed by a party of young officers his lordship drew up as he approached and said lil i am glad to see you look so much like taking the field again why your ride has actually brought a colour into your cheeks in truth lil had turned somewhat red on seeing suddenly before him the very man he had just been condemning in secret tribunal we cannot let you play invalid much longer his lordship continued we begin to miss you sadly by the by i have just been inspecting the troops their condition is not exactly what i would wish but the less we say about the matter only i am glad the french are not just now in the neighbourhood but they have not told us how long they meant to stay away suggested lil we won't see them soon however said his lordship carelessly well lil i will begin to put you on duty by having you dine with me to-morrow these noisy fellows i have with me to-day would be too much for your nerves we will have a quieter party and i will not insist on your doing your full turn of duty at the bottle i will obey you my lord with the greatest pleasure particularly as you are so considerate as to the bottle i have just been paying my respects for the first time to lady mabel well if you did not bore her by the length of your visit a thing she sometimes complains of she will be glad to see you again to-morrow and lord strathern rode off with a merry party at his heels End of chapter 3